0: Welcome to Between Sundays. I'm Abby and I'm Amy and we're pastors at Bethlehem Lutheran Church. This podcast is about the middle space in between Sundays. It's the place where we take our values, our faith and our commitments into our everyday lives. Hi, Amy. Hey, Abby. How are you? We're recording this in the midst of a gray day. And so it's gray it feels a little gray not just like cloudy
1: (laughs) yeah we were spoiled by a few rare days of sunshine and warm weather in rochester in february yeah now this grayness is ushering in the seasonally appropriate temperatures
0: yes which is some
1: of the gloom and bleakness of this time of year that we come to expect this time of year
0: yeah but we don't have to like it and i do not i do not
1: Yeah. So I've been thinking you preached recently in the congregation we serve around vulnerability and how hard it is and how maybe my words, not yours. You don't like it.
0: No, uh, I think that was my words. (laughs) (laughs) I think those were my words.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I've been thinking about that a lot and how much the world in which we inhabit benefits from us not liking vulnerability.
0: Oh, I like, that's a really interesting way to say that. Yeah. I think the world benefits from us not liking vulnerability. Uh, I think we benefit from vul- vulnerability, but so there's like this constant tension that we live with around that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'd sp- you're right that I spoke in that sermon about, about vulnerability and a particular story of Peter, uh, asking for help, quite literally
1: saying, help me, Lord, save me, Lord. And that that's the, the passage where he tries to walk on water. Uh, yes. So the help me save me comes right after the, yeah, I got this. I can do it. Exactly. Wait, no, Which... I, n- n- no, I can't. <laughs> can't yeah. do it. Help,
0: help. Which was what was so captivating about that text as I was studying it is like in one, like literally in one sentence, Peter's let me and then in the very next sentence, it's save me, help me, I can't do this. And it just reading that text again, as I was preparing, that contrast was so stark to me and felt so real in a way that I've never noticed it before. Both that just desire to do it on my own and the recognition that I often get stuck in that. So related to that, there was um, a great poem. There's a great poem related to this text that's been written by um, a pastor by the name of Sarah Speed that I just want to share and invite us to just reflect on together because, oh, it's so good. Uh, The poem is called Rescue Me. And she writes... I'd rather not need rescue. I'd prefer a five-step plan and a quick quick fix solution. I'd prefer stubborn insistence over honest vulnerability because rescue requires asking for help. Rescue names the rising water. Rescue sees the tired, treading feet. Rescue feels the swell of the wind and the rain at a slant. But when the floor falls out and the world is on fire and my small hands cannot fix the hurt welling in me, the prayer that slips out is rescue, rescue me. That is a powerful poem, not just in reflection of that particular text about Peter, but I think that's a pretty powerful poem just in terms of life.
1: Yeah, what does it feel like to get to the point of praying that poem, or, or praying that the rescue me prayer, that poem speaks of? I find myself more able to describe what it feels like to think that a five step plans are not really my style, but the idea that there is something or someone that can give me a path forward is really tempting. And I know what that feels like. Yeah. yeah, That feels like hope. It's usually a false hope, but it feels so tantalizing. But what does it feel like to break through or move past that illusion? To get to the point of, I need help. I can't do this.
0: And I, I am someone who likes five-step plans and making, uh, charting a course and figuring out what's this and then what's going to be the next thing. And then what's the next thing. And I, and it's strange because there's a way in which that feels hopeful for me too. Like I can I know the path that I'm following. And if I can just take the steps that I've imagined in my head, then yeah, that also feels like hope. But inevitably, in the midst of that, something, there's a barrier or there's a jog in the path that has to be taken because the plan hasn't come together exactly the way I imagined it or whatever it is. And for me, those are the moments that my rescue me's, or yeah, my rescue me's emerge, though they emerge in my brain, even if they don't always emerge in my voice and in the ways that I interact with other people. I am I am aware that how I seek help, like I often know I need help long before I actually ask for help. And
1: is and, that true of God? Like, do you disclose that to God before you disclose it to other people?
0: Yes. Yes.
1: Is it easier to say it to God? Help me, rescue me in prayer. Yeah, and say that to others.
0: Yeah, and to be fair, like my prayer of rescue me is usually in the car as I'm driving someplace. This is not not a
1: pious activity. Where this is not a pious
0: activity where I'm sitting in silence and meditating and I put my fanciest words together in prayer. No, that it's usually a moment of desperation in my brain going, "Figure this out, or I can't do this, and I need help." And it often literally happens in the car or as I'm walking into an appointment or something like that. That's where it comes out for me. And yes, for me, it often, I I know it in my head and I can voice it in prayer in those ways before I can usually voice it to people.
1: True confession time. I realized recently when I was faced with a situation that I have tried every five-step book and suggestion and specialist and whatnot, and was really hitting the end of, I really don't know what to do. It it just occurred to me a couple days ago that I also hadn't even thought to ask God for help. Mm. And I wonder if that's part of Part of just recognizing how deep the desire or the illusion of self-sufficiency can run. Yeah. I'm going to go out on a limb and hope that I'm not alone in that. But just to realize how powerful it is, whether we disclose it to somebody else or not, but just is God somebody we see as a source of help in time of need yeah and um, when I realized that that was a that was profound for me because it was that mirror held up of yeah just realizing how deeply I want to do things myself yeah and it's, it's made me think about it because our text for this coming week is who do you say that I am Jesus wants to know from Peter and the other disciples who do you say that I am and I wonder if they've given it much thought
0: Yeah, I had a thought. Oh, it just came back to me. One of the things that I read and listened to last week as I was preparing to preach was a sermon by a Lutheran pastor by the name of Nadia Bowles Weber, who is fairly well known, even beyond Lutheran church circles. She talks about this same text that we've been talking about. And she says, so beautifully. And I just keep hearing her words. We do not have to meet a deductible before we can ask God for help. And Jesus never tires of hearing our cries. And I just,
1: I have been resting in that for the last week. That That's a hopeful word for me. Listeners, I hope that's a hopeful word for you. I will certainly, that will be ringing in my ears in the days to come as well. And we'd love to hear your thoughts on the poem that Amy read, or on this conversation, or what it feels like to you to be rescued or to be in need of rescue. If you're willing to share, we'd love to hear. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Abby, for the conversation. Thanks, Amy. We hope our conversation has given you something to sustain you between Sundays. Subscribe to Between Sundays wherever you listen to podcasts.